I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home studio recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Anything exciting happen this week or this weekend? Yes, Ah! we did it. The McRib is back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know everybody was worried it wouldn't happen, but it finally did. The McRib is back. Thank Gord. Noah, fucking Joe Biden won. What if this is the first time that someone's hearing about it? <laughs> they like somehow you're made it to it here first. <laughs> Breaking Everybody, news. You're hearing it her first. <laughs> Joe Biden won the election to be president of the United States. I know. I know you've been holding out for unhappy <laughs> hour to announce the news, but we're declaring it. We'll do it before everybody else will do it. Um. Where where were you when you found out? I was in my apartment and I just heard my upstairs neighbor start screaming <laughs> and I was like refreshing the AP news and refreshing the New York Times and like nothing was changing. But I kept hearing like more and more screams. And then finally I saw that it happened. And then I went outside and like people just started congregating in the street and just like cheering and singing and dancing. And it like then just turned into a full block party with like a DJ. And <laughs> it went and in, Spike Lee. In Spike Lee. <laughs> and like champ- cases of champagne from a nearby restaurant with people just in Spike Lee attempting to uh, spray champagne everywhere. I say attempt because he didn't quite know how to do it. (laughs) Every video I saw of someone attempting to spray champagne doesn't know how to spray champagne. Yeah. (laughs) No video I saw of it actually worked. (laughs) What about you? Where were you? I was uh, uh, doing what I do best, napping. (laughs) (laughs) I laid down for a nap. It was literally like my brain is so fried this week. I cannot explain what the damage that this week did to my brain long term. (laughs) The brain cells that I lost this week will never come back. No, no. Because all I did was watch two men on CNN say the same thing for four days straight. The same exact, the (laughs) skill that it takes to fill that much time saying absolutely nothing (laughs) is honestly shocking and inspiring to me. I don't know how they do it. I applaud each and every one of those newscasters. I just like, they fully just insert double D batteries up their assholes and run. They run (laughs) on the energy, like the Energizer Bunny energy is up there. John King has just... The amount of electro power that that man has surging through his Frankenstein body... So I was taking a nap on Saturday and I had CNN playing on my phone next to me because I was like, if they if they call it, I'll like half hear it in my slumber. (laughs) And it was only when everybody started shouting that I realized like I just didn't hear them say it. But that (laughs) so I officially heard the news from the shouts coming. I love it. Honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) 
No, it was so much better <laughs> than hearing anybody on CNN say it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a great week. Well, what's happening on today's episode? We're going to kick things off as always with Worst Things First, where I chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. Because guess what? Shit still went down. Uh, I mean, despite the lamestream media's attempt to only focus on the election, other stuff happened. After that, we're diving deep into what I believe the Biden presidency agenda should actually be. Everyone's like, oh, beat COVID-19, oh, healthcare, the planet's burning, blah, blah, blah. In this deep dive, I'm going to be talking about the real issues. What President Biden is going to be making illegal in my precinct, if I have anything to say about it. And finally, we're doing another round of Rant Hotline. You've been blowing up our voicemail with your complaints. And after this absolutely exhausting week of, of waiting for election results, we just, we all could use some collective cathartic complaining. And honestly, this is the most democratic we get on this show. <laughs> because otherwise it is an autocracy where everything I say goes. But I'm opening up in the same way that we open up our country wow. for, for other people to have opinions, I'm letting you complain on my show. So you're welcome. You're welcome, bitch. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start this show. All right. Horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, according to the Plano Police Department in Plano, Texas, a man is in the hospital after his dog accidentally shot him in the leg. Shiro, Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the resistance, dog. Accidentally is my absolutely favorite word in this sentence. <laughs> As if a dog could intentionally shoot someone in the You leg. don't know. You don't know that. <laughs> that dog could have been plotting this his entire life. I mean, life. there are plenty of dogs who are trained to hunt. So Yeah, I bet. I bet. I'd like to think that this was like just a, the least, the dog that you would least expect. A tiny, one of those tiny dogs that shakes when you look at it for too long, if it goes outside for more than five minutes, it starts uncontrollably shaking. But then you say one wrong word around it. You say like apple teeny and it snaps. <laughs> Something snaps inside its brain and it wakes up the the programming that, that was put in it by the Russians. Oh. Okay. So here's what really happened. Police say this guy had a pistol tucked inside uh, his waistband. And when he tried to pick up his dog, the dog's paw got stuck in the trigger and fired the weapon. Okay, I have a lot of things I want to break down here. Do a little investigative work. First of all, I never understood, mostly from watching movies, how guns can just be in your waistband. Like, do they not have butts? Is that not uncomfortable? Is it just in the small of your back? I don't understand. Secondly, if the dog's paw could become lodged in the trigger, then it must be a tiny-ass dog, because that must be a tiny-ass paw. So now I'm thinking chihuahua. Yeah. And thirdly... Why isn't the safety on? I don't care who you are. If you have a gun, 
You should have the safety on, especially if you're putting that gun into your pants where your genitals and your ass are. All of the questions that you asked are incredibly valid. Thank you so much. Most of which are like, yeah, I cannot imagine why you would carry a gun without anything to hold it with. They always do that in movies. Right. Like, it's one thing not to put your phone in a case. (laughs) It's another (laughs) thing to carry around a deadly weapon and just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to shove it in my belt. (laughs) I have my my phone sometimes. Now that I have live in such a spacious apartment that has like 200 more square feet than I'm used to. I will sometimes have to carry my phone with me from room to room because I need it on me at all times. Right. And if I'm say just in my underwear, if I'm if I have an underwear and shirt situation happening, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need both of my hands, but I also am uh, chemically addicted to my phone. So I'll put my phone inside of my underwear on my waistband. (laughs) Not like a pot. I'll just like put it like you would wear a gun. Right, right. It never works. <laughs> it always falls out. Maybe I need tighter underwear. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> but the point is, I don't understand why you would do that with a gun. Nope. The chances of it falling through and blowing off your fucking asshole and or dick. Too high. That's too high of a risk for me. This also is literally the plot of a 30 Rock storyline. Where Jack Donaghy's girlfriend gets shot in the face by her neighbor's dog. And they make a Lifetime movie in which Kristen (laughs) Wiig plays Edie Falco. But anyway, shout out to this man and his dog. Man's best friend. Next! Three men were charged with hefty fines and fees. And two of them were ordered to serve two days in jail after attempting to cook chickens in a hot spring at (laughs) Yellowstone National Park. Innovation. Fucking culinary masters. Two whole chickens they put in a burlap sack (laughs) and then just dipped them in a hot spring. Boil those bad boys right up. I don't think they were like two just live chicken. I mean, I, I hope, think they just like. <laughs> I hope not. They're not like lobsters. <laughs> um, also barbaric that people cook lobster that way. I but. know. It's so upsetting. I once was at the grocery store and I was in the seafood section and a woman was ordering a lobster and the lobster like kept trying to get away from the guy. And I was like, this is so I forgot my grocery store, like the grocery store I went to growing up used to have live lobster. Here's the thing. I just need my animals dead before I cook them. Right. That's all I ask. I mean, what is a, a, a hot spring if not nature's boiling pot? I know, really. This is what, why, why do I need some fancy, oh, uh, Cuisinart, La Crusade, like Dutch oven, when there's a perfectly good hot spring that I could just dip my burlap sack of, of chickens in? Why is it okay for us to put our bodies and boil our bodies in a hot spring, but not a chicken? Very upsetting to me that the same sort of pool that one, uh, one person would take like a bath in mm-hmm. is something that could cook food. I do think that Yellowstone's hot springs are like extremely hot. Like I don't think they're the kind of hot springs in like Iceland that you go and like chill in. Right. Either that water was not hot enough. Yeah. To cook chicken. You need to be real careful with chicken because guess what? You will get diarrhea and or E. coli poisoning, which will kill you. 
I don't quite know what happens if you eat raw or undercooked chicken. But I know if you're pregnant, you need to be careful about that. <laughs> you heard it here first. I don't. Is that a thing that they say? I think everyone needs to avoid it. <laughs> this has been Science with Matt. My favorite part of the story is that when asked what the group was up to, one of the defendants responded, make dinner. <laughs> They're making dinner. What, you want them to lie? What do you mean, what are they up to? Some satanic ritual in which they boil chickens in a hot spring? No, they're eating. We're nearing Thanksgiving. That's what the food magazines will never tell you. Everyone's like, oh, the, actually the best way to cook a turkey is deep frying it outdoors. How about in a hot spring? You ever think of that? Bon appetit! I bet you don't, you racist fox! And finally... Uh-oh, snake news. Cover your no. ears. <laughs> Cover your ears. Authorities say a 10-foot Burmese python was removed from under the hood of a car in Florida. Only in Florida. I just don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, I don't. 10 feet is too long. 10 First feet long all. is about one and a half me's. Yeah, I don't want that. One of you is plenty. True. Second of all, we here in New York have to check under the hood of our car for rats because sometimes rats will like bring French fries and chicken bones into the hood of the car and live there. Well, we are not the same because <laughs> some of us don't have vehicles because we're not a, a member of the 1%. <laughs> okay. It's a 1992 Volvo station wagon. I'm just saying. <laughs> but... I hate rats, but like if I were to open the hood of our car, first of all, I never would. Alex would and see a 10 foot fucking python. I would I would die. I think I would die. I think I would have a heart attack and die. I mean, you know what? Uh, you know what would solve a rat problem? A snake. That's true. Of a 10 foot Burmese python. <laughs> Uh, this is where St. Patrick would come in real handy. What'd he do? He drove the snakes out of Ireland, oh my which God. is why he's famous. Love that. Thanks, Pat. Oh, I bet I bet you're one of those fair weather Catholics who <laughs> yeah. only celebrate St. Patrick's Day for the beer and the soda bread. You know it. And the lucky charms and not the, for the real religious purpose was that he drove the snakes out of Ireland. That's why we celebrate him. So that makes you think something to think about next St. Patrick's Day. When you're just rolling on your on your fucking Bailey shots. What is the Irish whiskey? Jameson <laughs> shots. You'll think twice. And on that note, that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we're diving deep into Joe Biden's America. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well, our long national nightmare is finally coming to a close. And yes, I'm talking about the demise of Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, we're finally He's done. free. He's fucking done. We're finally free of that monster. Goodbye. Goodbye, failed businessman with a stupid middle uh, middle initial. G goodbye, grimy rat-faced entertainer that nobody listened to, who, who clung to power for too long. Goodbye. Yes, I'm talking about both Chuck E. Cheese and 
the outgoing president because they have a lot in common and that they're both animatronic monsters <laughs> sent to inflict hell upon Slinging us. Slinging pizza. <laughs> Just swimming in grease. But for real, we're getting a new president. And look, obviously, I'm excited that baby Donald is going out as an impeached one-term president who lost the popular vote twice. But we're not just going to magically get what we want now that Joe Biden is going to be president. We're going to have to pressure him to be the change that we want to see in the world. Amen. So right now, when his presidency is still in its early stages, when it's still forming, when its skull still has that soft, squishy spot that hasn't closed, I want to convey what I believe needs to be the priorities of the Biden administration. And hopefully I'll get these thoughts in early and it just becomes a part of yeah. the uh, of Joe Biden's America. So here we go. This is what needs to be made illegal in President Biden's America. First, President Biden needs to make it illegal to say the words nut butter. Thank you. Hard agree. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. In the old days, when when America was great, all we had was peanut butter. That's mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry about what category it was in. Nobody questioned why it was called butter. It was just its own thing, peanut butter. But then along came almond butter and cashew butter, and whatever the fuck cookie butter is. They just throw that what? in there at us. Cookie butter. Do you know what cookie butter is? No. It's when the Cookie Monster. Pulls uh-huh. down his pants. Oh no! And then, and then he gets. He looks at some materials, perhaps his wife and or husband, because we don't actually know Cookie Monster's sexuality, no, or marital status at the time. And he he takes a a, a big fat ejaculate. <laughs> oh, what? You know how to make sex really unsexy. <laughs> anyway, Cookie Butter uh, is. I think it's also called speculose. It is like, you know, Biscoff cookies? Yeah. It's that flavor specifically, but ground up into like like Nutella. Yeah. Which is so, like, why is that cookie butter? It's interesting that you call hazelnut spread hazelnut spread and not hazelnut butter. What's that about? Pick a lane. Just don't. I don't want anybody ever to use the category nut butter. We can call it anything else. The phrase nut butter should not be used in any context ever. And if you think I'm going to say something like, oh, you you could just feel it. That I'm going to be like, oh, I'll pull down my pants and give you a taste of this nut butter. Right? Ugh. Or like, oh, he shot his hot gooey nut butter all over my no. chin and into my eyeball. What? And now I have a, a, a cornea infection. Oh, my God. And then you have to go to the doctor during the pandemic. Nobody wants that. If you think I'm going to say those words to justify the use of nut butter, even in that context, sexual, you're insane. Because you need to grow up. Because nut butter is the least sexual way to refer to absolutely any human emission. And you're disgusting and you should be ashamed of yourself for even thinking it. I absolutely refuse to acknowledge any product that is referred to as butter, excluding butter itself. I love butter. Me too. I was just thinking of that last night. I know, right? What a fantastic ingredient. 
Next, in Biden's America, it should be illegal for gays specifically, but also anybody else, to say sports ball to convey that they don't know about sports. <laughs> I did not know that was a phrase that people used. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. When someone is like, oh, he, my husband was watching the sports ball last night. Fuck yourself, okay? This is... I'm sure I've said it before. I also should preface it with that. I'm sure I've said this. And if any of you, uh, any of the haters and losers out there who want to make a fool of themselves, want to spend the time to go back through every episode of this show and find out the exact moments that I've said it, then have at it because I'm admitting it here and now. I'm sure I've said it, but we have evolved as a species, as a society beyond the need to use the phrase sports ball. Every time I hear it, it's like a dagger in my penis hole. And I hate it. At least learn the basic name of the goddamn sport. I'm actually coming out as fully straight right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big day for everyone. Next, it should be illegal. And this will piss off a lot of people, especially in the Northeast. It should be illegal to refer to units of pizza as pie. Hard agree. They're very different things. And maybe it's because we're from Chicago, the suburbs. But like, yeah, when someone is like, oh, uh, go pick up two pies to refer to how many pizzas they need to get. Absolutely not. You, My you brain... asked me to go get two pies. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get a freaking apple. I'm going to get a freaking pumpkin. I'm going to get a freaking pecan. I'm not bringing back pizza if you ask me to go get some pie. Okay, well, that's three pies. So okay, well, I wanted more. If I more. expressly ask you for two pies and you bring back three... Then you're fucking welcome. Illegal. Yeah, I'm just... Don't call it pie. It's a pizza. The unit of pizza is one pizza, not one pie. It is both a, a genre and a unit. Learn it. Next! In Joe Biden's America, it should be illegal for any online publication... Or or in or or real publication. What do you call it? Hard copy. Print. Print. <laughs> <laughs> or print media. Two journalists, for that matter, to use the verb slam in headlines when referring to like a simple tweet interaction. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Everything becomes a showdown. Everything becomes like a fucking boxing match. Right. It'll be like Winnie the Pooh tweets like going for a walk and then Eeyore will be like put on some pants and then the the <laughs> lamestream clickbait media will be like oh fucking Eeyore viciously slams <laughs> pervert Winnie the Pooh for going around with his dick out. <laughs> it's like can we stop like there are certain there are certain like templates for celebrity media uh-huh that is like this person said this thing and you're like for the longest time that would be like a headline that you'd see on the cover of People magazine or Us Weekly because they would say something in like an interview or whatever right, right. and now it's like a celebrity will tweet something and then the celeb media will frame it as if they like made a statement <laughs> it's like no it's a fucking tweet don't write a whole article about one tweet that you could have just fucking retweeted all of this will be illegal thank you joe biden 
but yeah, whenever I see the phrase like, oh, Taylor Swift slams Kanye and it's like, she didn't. Okay. She tweeted like grow up or something. Also, it, it needs to be fully illegal for any straight person to use the word shade or really any white person. <laughs> we, that was a phrase that came from like specifically the black queer scene in New York. And everybody has misused it since then. Hard agree. If throwing shade is not just any time you like don't like something. Yeah. Next in Joe Biden's America, if I have anything to say about it. Cling wrap should be banned. Thank you. It never fucking works. Never works. Why? Why doesn't it cling? It's in the name. I have never once been able to get cling wrap to stay on the on the container that it's supposed to stay on. I always have I have a bunch of rubber bands and I take the rubber bands and I have to like it's I take so long trying to stretch the rubber band out enough to then put it onto the bowl or whatever it is just to get the fucking cling wrap to stay on. Right. Also fucking glad has the audacity to put that little saw that's on the like edge of the container so that you can yeah. easily rip it off. Even that thing is a joke. You, look me in the face, you little metal saw, and tell me that you actually work. I bet you do. I bet you never work for anybody. It's gaslighting me into thinking I'm the problem when actually I think cling wrap doesn't work for anybody. You know what it does make me do? Get fucking mad. Yeah, it should be called. It should. It should be called. I'm about to lose my shit. Wrap. <laughs> Yeah, the one cling wrap that I have found success with is the press and seal because there it has some type of like extra extra zhuzh in it. Mm. But just the plain old see through cling wrap, useless. Yeah, it belongs in jail and with no pardon. Next, it should be illegal for people to comment too funny on an on a video or anything. It frankly. <laughs> It's the social media version of the Seinfeld episode where instead of laughing, she just says, that's so funny. Anytime she laughs. laughs. I mean, there is something. This is like a very specific, I feel like mom sort of, uh, what do you call mm -hmm. it? Like catchphrase. I, I, this is something I feel like moms comment a lot on, on stuff that I see. It is just like, I don't know. It's a sure tell sign of being a noob on the internet if it's a funny video and you hit like that's it that's enough. that's how we know you laughed you loved you lived also while we're on uh, the topic of comments I've, I've certainly experienced a lot of people unfollowing me in my day but it's just like i don't give a fuck <laughs> i and i don't give a like you don't have to tell someone that you're unfollowing them just do just it exit gracefully yeah if if anybody can learn anything in the next two months, it should be it's far better to have a graceful exit than it is to make a shit show of yourself. And finally, in Joe Biden's America, it should be fully illegal and frankly unconstitutional for the McDonald's ice cream machine to be broken. Yes. This is the United States of America, okay? The, like, number three best country in the world. <laughs> and of uh, every metric. We should not have our most popular fast food chain 
be uh, fundamentally broken. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is an integral part of our society, the McDonald's ice cream machine. It brings us together. It's there for us when we are down. And by that, I mean wasted on a New York City sidewalk at four in the morning. (laughs) Horny for a blizzard. Horny for a McFlurry with half M&M's and half Oreo. Oh, if that is even getting getting hot just thinking about it. So hot that McFlurry might melt. Honestly, I get mad at McDonald's ice cream machines like on on time w- once every three weeks. That is my period. That is my menstrual cycle. But it is me getting <laughs> mad at McDonald's. I think that's emotionally, physically even heavier <laughs> yeah. than my flow. Talking about PMS, post McDonald's broken machine syndrome. <laughs> is that what it stands for? <laughs> so close. Didn't even get the P right. Post. PMS is pre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, even though we could be, we could take a big sigh of relief that um this horrible horrible last 4 years is coming to an end. There's a lot of work to do. And these are these are some priorities that I would like focused on. And we'll see. We'll see if if a President Biden will take me seriously in addition to his other duties. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got you and you and you on the pod right after this commercial break. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest who celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. All right. After holding our breath and our buttholes for an entire week awaiting the election results, it feels like we could all use some collective ranting. So we're back with another rendition of Rant Hotline. You've been calling us with your bitching about everything big and small, and we're going to get into it all. You like that rhyme? You fucking better. Let's do this. You've reached the voicemail box of Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate. So why don't you leave us your rant after the beat? By leaving a message, you are consenting to have your name and message potentially incorporated into our podcast for distribution. All right, let's vent. This is the only space that I know that I can talk about this, but I'm really fucking sick and tired of Bluetooth because... I don't know how many goddamn times I stick some Bluetooth speaker headphones in my ear holes and think that I'm going to have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of just pure bliss in my ears. And what do I fucking get? Five minutes into my nice jog, my nice evening jog. The only thing that gives me pleasure anymore in this world battery low please charge and then it fucking turns off and then i have to run the rest of the time with no fucking music no megan the stallion telling me that i'm a bad bitch i'm so fucking sick of it 
I might as well just use those crappy-ass fucking little ear things that they give you at the airport when they want you to watch movies, you know, on their little iPad thing. I'm so sick of it. I'm so over Bluetooth. It can go fuck itself. My name is Brooklyn from (laughs) San Antonio, Texas, and I'm coming at you three glasses of red wine deep. Thank you for listening to me. This felt good. The laughter. It felt really good to get out of my chest. Okay, bye. Love you. The turn from rant into, like, autobiography was great. (laughs) Hard agree. Oh, absolutely, Brooklyn. Also, I got to say, Brooklyn's impression of the Bluetooth lady. Yeah, I like actually, me. yeah, I was like, oh my God, are you an award-winning actress? <laughs> like what? It like triggered that part of my brain that is like, oh, I'm listening to, it's like my headphones yeah. are going out. <laughs> I, yeah. I, okay. I have a lot of beef with Bluetooth headphones. A, yeah, I'm an Apple bitch. Okay. Sorry. Sue me. <laughs> sue me for sucking Steve Cook off. Okay. That's not even his name. Steve Jobs <laughs> and Tim Cook. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm balls deep in Apple. Okay, so I have AirPods. A, I'm on my like thirtieth pair because they've gone out. (laughs) So I'm thousands, possibly millions of dollars deep in Bluetooth headphones. B, I feel like maybe they should make it more difficult for them to be noise canceling because I shouldn't be allowed to put something in my ear that is noise canceling and invisible. (laughs) That's dangerous for everybody involved. See, yeah, they run out of battery so fast and uh, they make that horrible noise, the Apple ones, where it's like, see, that's what I do well. Yeah, yeah. I really felt like I needed to run and get my charger, you know? Right. Brooklyn was really good at the voice. I'm good at the noises. Mm-hmm. So it's like, together, unstoppable. Right. And um, D, and this is perhaps a me problem more than anybody else, but like they are fully disgusting and covered in earwax. Like there are already <laughs> so many things that we need to clean in our lives that I ignore. I cannot add to that list. And the only way to clean the Apple ones, at least, is to like stick a sharp object into the ear hole. That is definitely not what you're supposed to do. No. And like because... who has toothpicks lying around? Not me. Okay, disgusting. My after-dinner hobby is to sit around like a depiction of like an Oklahoma character and just have a toothpick sticking out of my two bottom teeth. You're a regular old curly over here. And it is to convey to my sexual rivals in the farm community that I could suck a dick. Mm. That I can work with my tongue. I see it. A classic cherry stem tying knot situation. Mm -hmm. I used to have like a suitcase just for headphones, basically. I would carry, I had a whole carry-on situation just for various headphones for every contingency. Because nothing, nothing is truly as bad in this world. I'll say Mm -hmm. it. Then being on an airplane and then your headphones go out. It's devastating. And you have no other option. I was on an airplane and that happened once and I... I don't know. I saw it in movies. So I asked the the flight attendant if they had uh, headphones. And she was like, no. <laughs> like, she looked at me like I had just asked, like, uh, the stupidest question imaginable. She looked at me like I just asked her, like, will you smell my ass? <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm 
<laughs> oh, sorry that I asked you if you have uh, headphones because every other fucking airplane that I've been on has had them. A disgrace. And it was like a 45 minute flight and it was horrible. <laughs> so I Good thing her. you haven't had to go on an airplane in seven months. Anyway, next clip. Hi, Matt and Barry. Not putty. Rude. Uh, it's Aaron. <laughs> so I'm sitting here listening to the pod. You guys are talking about Ronald McDonald and his ketchup covered wiener. And it has me thinking about something that's been stuck in my craw for a while now. And that is the split drive through line at McDonald's. All right. <laughs> this whole concept yes. is based on the fact that people know how to act like humans, which is erroneous. They don't. True. <laughs> Suddenly become survival of the fittest. And each car is vying to be next in line. And it doesn't work. It's supposed to make the line go faster. It just doesn't. That's my beef. All right. Bye. Absolutely. 100% true. Incredible I've observation. been to any fast food place. Because, yeah, I'm, I know that me talking about wanting to absolutely guzzle Ronald McDonald's ketchup-covered cock <laughs> is what inspired this. But I've been to other restaurants and food establishments that have no. that. Oh, I've been to Starbucks's that have the mm -hmm. multi uh, drive through situation and never in my hundred years of being on this earth and driving through drive throughs Never have I been to one that has two where both are operational. It is for show only. It's like, look at, look at how many cars come through here. Also like, you always can see the like bright yellow posts are so fucked up because everyone just hits them. Like no one knows how to maneuver their car that smoothly, especially in the suburbs. Like no one's parallel parking. You expect us to do like a split and then narrow turn. No, I will hit everything. But also, like, don't bullshit me and pretend like there's two people inside that restaurant that have headsets on. It's all going to the same receiver, okay? It's just one incredibly disgruntled employee who can barely hear you because drive through audio technology has not advanced since it was invented in the <laughs> 1980s. And so uh, I just, I, I truly don't think you're, you're getting there any faster. I would like to see the data. I would like to see the science that McDonald's and or Starbucks did, the trolley experiments that they did where you pull the lever and decide which way to go. I would like to see if they did experiments to see, oh, this actually makes it go faster. And I would like to see those numbers. All right, next clip. Hi, Matt. Hi, Barry. I hope you're both well, even though I don't know how anyone could be well in the world right now. Um, I'm a long-time listener of the show, and I've never really had like an answer for the question because I like to think that I'm like a generally positive person. But I finally figured it out. I finally figured out what makes me, like, really fucking, like, just tick. And it's bitches who say that they don't do carbs. Or, like, they're like, sorry, I can't. I'm low-carb. Or, like, do you know if they serve anything low-carb <laughs> or if they have, like, low-carb <laughs> items on the menu? Or, like, is this dessert, like, high in carbs? Like, shut the fuck up. Eat the fucking carbs. Eat the carbs. Because, first of all, the world is ending. The world is absolutely collapsing around us. So, like, if you don't shove that linguine in your mouth, like, I'm going to, I'm judging. I'm judging. Because, you know, there's not much to live for anymore. Yeah. 
And the only thing that I think that can really bring people joy <laughs> right now is pasta and bread and bagels. I've eaten so many bagels the last six months. I bet I've eaten 150 bagels. <laughs> oh, God, that's embarrassing. Okay, that's it. It's fucking low-carb bitches. I eat pasta every day. I'm passionate about this. I figured it out. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. My God, oh, I love, love a carb advocate. We love... 150 <laughs> bagels. Oh, in the last six months. When she first said it, I thought she said month. And I was like, all right, okay. Averaging some five bagels a day. <laughs> uh, no, I respect everything about this, especially the amount of carb intake this yeah. person has. We also, like, I agree. I truly don't understand when people are like, I don't do carbs. It's like, that's a whole fucking food group, bitch. What are you What are you doing? <laughs> it's like Atkins. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, this is what Atkins did. But Mr. Dr. Atkins. I've, we haven't had like a really good fad diet in a while. Now it's not like one specific person. It's like, oh, Whole30. Oh, keto. Oh, oh yeah. Like I guess that is the Atkins of the day is keto. keto yeah. Dr. Keto yeah. said, eat all the carbs you want and fat. Isn't it just like butter? I don't know. Alex accidentally bought me keto granola. And so it just like didn't have any oats in it. And I was like, then what the fuck is it? I still am like, yeah, basically no diet is good for you. <laughs> you just eat food, <laughs> eat food, eat whatever you want. If anybody has been wondering what I do, I eat whatever I want. And you know what? It's working. Yeah, I don't. I truly don't get people who don't do carbs. Also, like carbs are objectively the best foods and you need them for energy. Yeah. You eat, a, you eat a huge plate of pasta, you're ready to fucking go, go, go. Play an hour of tennis, bike 17 miles. Yeah, guess what? If you eat just a chicken breast, that's not going to give you energy. It'll give you no an erection. <laughs> but you're good luck doing anything with it because you need carbs to give you energy. I remember when athletes in high school were like, oh, yeah, we have our we got a carbo load before this game. And I was like, wait, can I do that but not play? I carbo load for everyday life. Yeah, because every day is a game. Every single day is a fucking game. Yeah, that's what that's what Shakespeare said. He said every day is a game and ball is life. <laughs> I think that was in Julius Caesar. Mm -hmm. Or it was like a sonnet. Anyway, hard agree. Favorite carb, obviously. I haven't had a, like a, a good cathartic pasta in a while. Mm, you know what I'm thinking? That spot in Fort Greene. Yeah. And next. Hey, Matt and Barry. I am calling with maybe the most controversial thing you've ever heard on the show. I don't know. You've heard a lot of controversial rants. Dogs are the worst. Number one, they smell no. bad. I don't care if they just had a bath and they're supposedly the cleanest, most great smelling dog in the world. No, they stink. Number two, they bark all the time in the middle of the night. You're sleeping, you're trying to get your rest all of a sudden. Oh, the dog has to go out. It's barking or, oh, something ran by the house. The dog is barking and you're not sleeping anymore. And if you don't get them out, Side in the middle of the night, they piss and shit all over the floor, and then you got to get up and deal with that instead. And speaking of piss and shit, you can't have a life. You stop at the grocery store on your way home from work. Oh, suddenly you've been gone too long, and the dog had to go out, and you didn't get home in time. Piss and shit everywhere. Dogs, the worst. I'm sorry, Barry. I know you have a dog, but he's the worst. Bye. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, make it personal. Yeah, this is specifically your piece of shit dog who viciously attacked me not two weeks ago. Okay, no, (laughs) he did not. Second of all, um, it sounds like this person has just been around shitty dogs who are not trained well. Putty does not shit and pee in the house. We left him alone for like six hours today, which is like the longest he's ever alone. Not a single... Not a single drop of urine, not a single plop of poop. Wow. No. And also, he doesn't bark. The dogs upstairs do bark, but I love him so much, so it's fine. Yeah, Putty is one of the few dogs that I I feel like I've barely ever heard bark. I am pro a dog that is mine. And because I don't have a dog, I'm generally, like, ambivalent. But there is a Pomeranian at the park named Cannoli who, like, I will one day steal for you. And that is your dog I in mean, my Cannoli head. Cannoli is a great dog name. And you want a Pomeranian. I would I would do a Pomeranian. Yeah. Isn't that what you want? The You want the, fluff, the like, fluff ball I, dog. I like that. I also don't want a dog that sheds. That is my biggest beef. And um, yeah. I think, yeah. like, they all do. Unless they've been, like, genetically engineered not to. Yeah, that's a, there's a whole line of them. Yeah. Also, I, that's weird to me that we've just done that to dogs. I mean, all dogs are fundamentally <laughs> like broken wolves. <laughs> like <laughs> humans took wolves that were just free and people would dance with them. They made a whole movie about that. Dancing with Wolves, I believe it was called. Mm-hmm. And um, they took they took that and then they they made a piece of shit chihuahua that just shakes and occasionally does marketing for Taco Bell. Where is that dog now? Dead. Oh, R.I.P. They cooked him up and they served him in a beautiful chalupa and sent him <laughs> into the sky. But yeah, certainly a, a controversial opinion. Certainly controversial. Certainly deeply personal. <laughs> but you got to respect it. It was a great rant. I love it, even though I hate it. I just like to me, dogs are too. There are a lot of work for the serotonin boost that they give. If they're not yours. Yeah. My neighbors did ask because they want to get a dog and they were like, it's really different. Right. And I was like, no, it's just a lifestyle change. So once your lifestyle changes, like your whole life changes, then it's easy. (laughs) And I realized that that's a lot. (laughs) Like it's it's easy once you change your whole lifestyle. (laughs) Um, But then it's great. Also, when it comes to cats versus dogs, this is not very nice of me. But to me, like, I know that cats have different personalities, but like overall, most cats are the same. I agree with that. Whereas dogs, very different. Dog personality, dog behavior, dog breed, it can be very, very different. Like it really, one dog is good. Another dog's very bad. Also, hugely depends on the people who own them. So whereas cats, they just like live their fucking lives no matter what. Yeah, even when I go home to Chicago and I'm around the family dog, I'm just like, I just wish it had like an off button that I could be like, okay, well, you'll put you back on the shelf for now. And like, I'll take you out again when I need it. It's just, it sucks that it's also there when you don't want it around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, my mother has fully like gaslit me into believing that I'm not mature enough for a dog. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) Even though it's like, 
I I want her to realize, like, I mean, my mother still believes that I'm like 11 years old. Like in her mind, I am still an 11 year old. I want to be like, A, I'm a 30 year old grown adult. B, there are people our age who have like full blown families in a house. Like my cousin, (laughs) she'll be like, I have a cousin who's a couple years younger and she'll be like, I don't know how they do it with those dogs. I'm like, they have a full house two children <laughs> and multiple dogs <laughs> and he's younger than I <laughs> why are we questioning whether I one a grown adult could handle a dog now as evidence you could provide literally everything I've said on the show <laughs> For true her credit <laughs> I've said some shit but B yeah but anyway so that's my mental space and, and finally, <laughs> to quote Matt Balazai, <laughs> this last our last clip is from my little baby nephew, Zaid, and my dad, who listened to an episode and uh, wanted to call in and and share their uh, their rant. Oh God! Dad, no Matt Balazai, no cheese. No cheese. <laughs> what else? Um. No basketball pooping. No basketball pooping? What about Aunt Barry using words on... No words. No words? Yeah. What about F words? No F words. Okay. And what about the cheese again? No cheese. No cheese? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? I love the not specific, just general anger, throwing out nouns. <laughs> He's got our style pretty much down. He does. I'm sorry that we swear so much, Zaid. Um, I absolutely adore how you say Matt Belisai. Also, people should know that once he learned Matt's name, he is now obsessed with saying Matt Belisai. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, Matt Belisai. <laughs> um, so glad we could end on that beautiful yeah. energy. What is no basketball pooping? I don't know. Um, he is obsessed with basketball and obsessed with basketball hoops. It's unclear if he's saying hoop or poop in that sentence. But whatever it means, we're not allowed to do it. There's a lot that you and I, according to Zaid, are not allowed to do. And I respect that energy. Yeah. Uh, you, you you can. This is a promise that you can take. There will be no words. <laughs> on the next podcast <laughs> on the next episode we'll do it with no words <laughs> or basketball pooping and that's it for this week's rant hotline as always you can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline to be featured perhaps in a future episode if we if we haven't gotten to you or yours yet at 601-600-RANT that's 601-600-7268 and by the way, um, even if you're not featured on the show, we do listen to each and every one and they bring so much joy. So yeah. thank you all for sending in your rants. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier, starting with. Do better white people where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make the world a little better. What are we highlighting this week? The Georgia Senate runoffs and what we can do to help. So if you don't know, there was an election. Woo! I know. Again, you're hearing this all of this here first. Breaking news. Joe Biden won. Sorry to that other man. 
if you really didn't pay attention, if you if you weren't glued to uh, CNN the entire week, uh, like me, Georgia went blue for the first time in like 30 years. But the way that Georgia Senate races work are that the people running have to get at least 50% of the vote. Uh, and if they don't, it goes into a runoff. And both Senate seats in Georgia are up uh, in, in this in this runoff. And if Democrats win both of them, they can manage to get a majority in the House or at least tie it and uh, make Mitch McConnell fucking not relevant anymore. Uh, because if I have to see one more picture of his rotting flesh... I will vomit. I just want to be able to have a pint of McConnell's ice cream and not have his image conjured in my mind. Is that too much to ask? Uh, I don't think so. So Stacey Abrams, who has been like the most prominent person in Georgia, uh, but also like a grassroots collective of particularly black women in Georgia, have done an incredible job of registering new voters. Georgia has like historically pretty horrible of order of voter suppression efforts, and she's done an incredible job of registering a lot of new people and that's more important now than ever. So I'm a fan of just, first of all, just follow Stacey Abrams on Twitter. <laughs> like That's a good step to like get this info into your feed. Um, but she also has um, fair fight is the name of the group that she is sort of leading. Mm -hmm. They have a website at gasenate.com. And that is a place that you can go to donate money and it will split the donation between, I believe, the just the two candidates, the two Democratic candidates for each seat. Another way you can help is that Knock for Democracy, which I've talked about multiple times on this pod, is going to be doing phone banking and work for these elections. So there's more info on there. You thought we were done with phone banking? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, no, no. Right. You're making more calls and donating more money. Let's get into the TV we've been watching this week, Barry. What'd you watch? Oh, I've been watching a wide range of TV. Um, CNN, ABC, NBC, even Fox <laughs> News. Um, no, I mean, like... Checking in on that. I really did not watch TV besides the news this week, um, except for Veep, which... Oh, no. You know what? That's not true. I also watched 30. I watched like comfort things throughout the week. So 30 yeah. Rock. I wanted to watch Veep all week, but I thought that it might make me more upset instead of being able to find the humor in the in this time. But now I totally can laugh. So we watched Veep and that's about it. What about you? Same. All of the stuff that you said. I did start uh, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Oh, I really want to watch it. Yeah. If you haven't seen or heard, it is about a, a young like chess prodigy. It's set in like the 1960s and she's this young girl who becomes like a chess genius. It's more exciting than I'm making it sound. <laughs> also, she has like a severe drug addiction. <laughs> if that is exciting. So fun. You, 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 you really want, yeah, to dive into some substance abuse. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser this week was just Saturday. Like, just the collective, like, obviously the joy that 45 is going to be out of office, but also just experiencing being outside with masks on, with people, just everyone experiencing joy together. It was like, oh my God, we haven't had this in so, so long. And just like, it's also the weather has been incredible this past week, unseasonably incredible, the kind that makes you be like, oh, this isn't good, but also I will enjoy every single second of it. 
and it really uh just was really beautiful like one of my favorite moments was I was just like reading in Fort Greene Park and like every five minutes there would just be like a wave of cheering and whooping uh, out of excitement. Like there, there was no real start of it. It just like someone popped another bottle of champagne and we were all cheering and it was just really great. So I got to say Saturday just as a whole. What about you? I mean, yeah, Saturday was pretty great. The joy, the sense of relief. I mean, other more eloquent people have given their version of this. But I, I mean, on the off chance that you have made it this far in this podcast and did vote for um, the man in office, <laughs> I feel like it's been lost to the other side of like why people feel such joy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like salt in the wound. We're rubbing it in like our team one and you did like people feel a sense of relief and joy because the past four years have not been good for them. <laughs> also, pumpkin pie has made me feel better. Hell yeah. It's pumpkin pie season. <laughs> okay. And I, this was like my baking sort of like journey. I feel like started a year ago during pie season where I became obsessed with making an amazing pumpkin pie. <laughs> and I made like 10 pies in a week and compared all of them. And I've already started over this year where I'm like, you know what? I'm starting fresh with new recipes and just testing out every one and seeing which one I like the best. You got to do it. And getting worse with every one. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. But I do love a pumpkin pie and I'm going to eat them indiscriminately because I can. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Y-C-A. Y-C-A.